Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Monday is when the cannabis shops are to open in the province. Of the 25 that were slated to go based on lottery winnings, uh, many are not ready for business, which may impact consumer purchasing practices. Uh, when it comes to bricks and mortar versus online or even black market, Apparently, there is a preference that Canadians seem to show. Let's find out all about it. Joining me on the line is Michael Armstrong, Associate Professor of Operations Research at Brock University. Michael Armstrong, good afternoon. Good afternoon. So what do you know? Uh, this idea that Canadians, when it comes to purchasing pot, do have a preference. What is it? Uh, they prefer to shop in store. That's the uh, experience of other provinces uh, in Quebec. Uh, 80% of their sales last quarter, so October, December, we're done in-store, uh, only 20% on the website. Uh, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, percentage is even higher. It was up around 94 95% of all their sales were done in-store. Um, now, I think it was higher in the maritime provinces because they had relatively more stores for their population. Quebec only had a dozen stores, relatively large population, but still 80% uh, sales went through that small number of stores. So the takeaway from that is obviously if the stated objective by the province's uh, government is to you know get the black market out of the equation and try to capitalize on this, generate some revenue and so on and so forth and do it safely and above board, they better get the bricks and mortar operations up and running sooner rather than later. That's absolutely it. Uh, if you look and compare the provinces, you see that the uh, percentage of sales uh, that are legal as opposed to black market, uh, roughly speaking, uh, they're higher more legal sales are done where you have more stores relative to the population. Uh, although Quebec stores uh, sold a lot of cannabis, uh, they captured a relatively small share of the market. And here in Ontario, of course, up till now, we've only had the website. So we're uh, the second lowest province in terms of uh, legal sales so far. You know, I guess uh, maybe as you really analyze it more closely, we shouldn't be surprised, but I thought just the convenience of having it delivered to your door, as you know, we're being told grocery gateway and, you know, Uber Eats and uh, Skip, the, everything's delivered to the door now. People seem to prefer that operation, uh, but this stands that on its ear. Why then would people prefer to go into a bricks-and-mortar operation? Uh, well, there's a couple potential reasons. Uh, one is that just like uh, buying groceries, most people, uh, although there are all those delivery options available, most people still prefer to go shop in person. Uh, so with, with cannabis, you uh, can look at the product, you can sniff it. Um, so there's that sensory uh, uh, experience of shopping. And, of course, since these stores are new, uh, there's just the, the kind of a novelty experience of seeing, okay, what is this store like? Uh, what's available? What can I actually get in this uh, brand-new experience? Uh, well, new in the sense that it's legal. Um, so there's that, there's that potential reason. Another one is uh, people are looking for information. So somebody who has never tried cannabis or maybe tried it once a long time ago, uh, okay, there's all these products on the website. Well, which one would I like? Uh, manufacturers aren't allowed to do very much in the way of advertising, promotion, or communication to explain their products. So going to a store, you can talk to the sales staff, uh, look at the packages or 
uh, get some information that way and try and find out, you know, are you looking for a strong high, are you looking for a mild buzz, maybe something more therapeutic, uh, get some uh, point in the right direction. For people who have experience, uh, experienced users, they might have know what they want, but they don't know which legal product uh, is a good fit for what they're used to buying on the black market. So again, they'd be looking for some information uh, even though they know their needs, they don't know what product would meet those needs. So it's the service component that then uh, trumps the online purchasing, I guess, is one of the reasons. There seem to be other reasons, if I'm reading it correctly. Uh, security may be one such. You know, even in December when the Federal Privacy Commissioner urged cannabis buyers to use cash, if at all possible, what was he on about? Well, that's exactly it. The third reason is uh, privacy, security, uh, being anonymous. So if you go into a store, you have to show your ID. But uh, aside from that, there's no record of you having been there or of your, what you bought, uh, particularly if you pay cash, as uh, it was recommended. Uh, whereas if you buy online, you have to create some kind of account. So there's going to be a record, electronic record of you uh, on the store. Um, you know, there's always a chance that could get hacked and get into somebody else's hands. Uh, you have to pay by credit card if you buy online. So then that was a record on your credit card statement uh, and even if that's not hacked, uh, that could be accessed a, if it's stored in the United States by the United States government. Uh, there are some foreign governments that have said, hey, if there's citizens buy cannabis while they're in Canada, even though it's legal here, they might face prosecution at home. So uh, people who don't want to worry about that say, hey, I'll just go to the store, pay cash, and then nobody, no, there's no record of me after the fact. You know, Professor, I was reading as well that Ontario... Uh which to date hasn't set up any stores, but there might be a dozen come Monday, has Canada's second lowest cannabis sales per capita. Does that suggest to you that uh, most people are still accessing the black market? And in the event that we roll out, uh, you know, let's say in the best case scenario, 25 stores in the first tranche, is that going to do anything to deter the black market? Uh, that first 25 won't do much, uh, but it's a start. Um, so if, uh, if you look across Canada, different provinces, uh, Nova Scotia, Alberta, they both have relatively large numbers of stores relative to their population. And uh, in those provinces, about 29% of cannabis sold is now sold legally, That's be- including recreational and medical. Uh, here in Ontario, the number is closer to about 13%. Uh, so 87% of, of cannabis sold in Ontario is still black market. And in fact, uh, it, would, it would be higher except we have relatively high medical sales uh, in Ontario. So a lot of a lot of medical uh, cannabis producers uh, that sell directly to customers. So uh, the only province that's behind us uh, with a lower percentage is British Columbia because they were also slow to roll out stores. Plus, they had a really strong black market there. All right. Uh, well, it's interesting because you know in the uh, immediate days before the rollout, uh, on a need-to-know basis, I guess people realize uh, the bricks and mortars better get up and running because that's what people prefer. Thanks so much for sharing that information. My pleasure. You got it. Michael Armstrong, again, Associate Prof of Operations Research at Brock University. They say the first stores that roll out here in Ontario should be uh, expecting about a million dollars plus in monthly sales. That ain't too bad if you won the lottery. Uh, Sounds like you did win the lottery. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.